Hello, 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 hello. How's everybody out there doing? I'm your man, A-Train. This is What the Grit, the who, the what, the where of urban culture. And I have a guest in the studio. Really good guest in the studio. Can I just say a, a friend of mine, too? Long, long time. Here we go way back. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado... This is my guest, Myron V, a.k.a. Ace of Spades. Hey, I don't know. I'm going to have you talk. Yo, 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 yo. Thanks for having me. My guy, my guy. I go by the name of Myron Vincent, a.k.a. Son of Vinny, the Ace of Spades. However you want to play it. What's going on with you? Man, what's going on, man? It's been a long time, man. It's yes. honored to be here, man. Yes, it has, and I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. Because you're busy just to come and actually hang out and uh, talk to me. I really do appreciate it. I really do appreciate it. Well, Spade, you've been in it for a minute. You've been in it for a minute. So uh, what actually got you into music? Well, man, paint the frame, man. I'm a mid-70s. I was born in 75, so I'm a little bit old school. uh, Mom raised me in church and... Grew up a choir boy, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of understood, you know what I'm saying, how to carry the notes at an early age with mom singing, uncle singing, cousin singing. I just grew up in a, in a musical family. And we were hanging out, you know. So it's good to say the family was your biggest impact. Yeah, pretty much. your career choice. Pretty much. Okay. Good. So how would you describe, describe your music? Uh, my music is... Pretty much laid back, man. Uh, got a lot of pain in there, you know. Uh, pretty much life experience, man. I just go by what I see. Either it's my life experience or uh, maybe a family experience, friends experience. You know, you just try to you see life and you you put them in words. You put them in, you know, po- poetic forms and, you know, just roll with it. What's your creativity like your creative process to come up with what the work that you put out uh well just hanging uh well i'm from the south man so i'm heavily influenced by southern music um whether it's uh in the early days of just just funk blues jazz and uh country music whatever you know i just had an ear to listen uh then we grew up you know like i said being from the south you know we kind of Bit off a, little, a lot of southern music, ghetto boys, UGK, A Ball, MJG, a whole lot of uh, blues and rhythm, uh, soul music, you know, pretty much. So that's kind of where my 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 creativity come from, pretty much. And not to exclude the uh, the north, the east, and the west coast because I was heavily influenced by Run DMC, Curtis Blow, all the early MCs in hip hop and you know music. Big shout out to everybody. Everybody, man. Big I, shout I got out to everybody. <laughs> so, Spade, if you could open up a show for anybody, I know you gave me a list of some names. If you, uh, just anybody, who would you actually like to open up for? Man, because of my history of R and B background, man, you'd be you'd be surprised that I would say Jodeci or somebody like that, man. Because. Jodeci. Like all of Jodeci or just Casey and JoJo? I'm talking about Jodeci. Jodeci. Yeah, the Jodeci group. the group. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, 
that's just me, man, because we grew up heavily influenced, even with the talent shows in high school. We we uh did cover songs of Jodeci, so that that hip hop flavor and that R and B that R and B blend, it would just 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 took took me over. So it's good to actually say that uh, that would probably be your collaboration because that was gonna be my next one. Would you like to do a collabo, Big Spray with Jodeci? Yeah, I would love to do. A, uh, unfortunately, I guess Devante is still you know having his problem, or whatever. But I would love to do something with KC and JoJo for real. Yellow, can we make it happen? <laughs> we gonna make it happen. <laughs> we gonna make it happen. Hey, if you hear us out there, just holler at us. Yep, just go ahead. Just go ahead. Hey, so, uh, so what are actually some of your career highlights that stood out? What are some, some of, of my career highlights? Some of my my biggest moments, man. Uh, I have to uh, say when uh, we opened up for E Forty, Click, Little Flip in Arkansas, we done uh, some opening for Juvenile here. We, uh, I remember that. Uh, one, me and my partner, we were doing the R and B ventures. We owe uh, we did a showcase with Escape in Brooklyn. Uh, just meeting some of the the people in the industry. Uh, just got a got a chance to hang out with Lord Infamous, man. Before he passed, uh, meeting Prodigy was a big highlight for me, man. When we was in New York, and you know, just mm. rubbing elbows with some of the people that I seen go through the whole rabbit hole or whatever you want to call this industry. But, you know, that was, those were some of my biggest highlights, opening up some of those major uh, artists. Some big names that you dropped right there. Yeah, yeah, man. For real. Some really big Big names. highlights for me. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's amazing. Now, uh, Spade, are you more of a work-to-live or a live-to-work type of person? Oh, I think, shoot, nowadays I, I, I live to work. You know, I believe I believe once we start slowing down, that's when we start dying off. You know what I mean? You know, I work to live, but you know, that just that's everybody, right? But when you live to work, I believe you know you know you, you don't even realize you're working at that time because you you pretty much doing what you love to do every day. When you put yourself in that position, you're doing what you love to do, and you learn to generate money on your own. So. You know, half the time you're just living your life working. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Right. I don't know if you can consider work or whatever because some people look at it like, man, you living in life, man. You got your own business. You know, shout out to the chop box running, you know, need a haircut, holler at me. That's right. 44, East Main talk, Street. We was going to talk more about that because right. you – Big ace of space, so ace of all trades. Man, you can I, do it. I try to be, man. I try to keep my hands full. You can do it. You can do it. So, with that note, how would your ten-year-old self? Let's just call you little ace space. We, you know, we're gonna say little Myron. Okay. Way back in the day. Okay. <laughs> Look at big Myron, the man now. What would that ten-year-old say? Man, keep doing what you're doing, man. I still get that same smile. I think. You know, even at 10 years old, you know, I, I I still, you know, even at that time you had to fight through all the obstacles and stuff like that. I took everything as a challenge. I didn't, you know, never strayed away from a fight, you know. You just keep building, keep building, keep building. I always had dreams, you know, and never stopped at one. I always wanted to keep climbing, you know. I always vision, you know, when you when you when you make a dream, you know you you start working accordingly to try to achieve those dreams, and 
you know, you just put yourself in a place and make the proper decision and say, hey, I don't want to work for, you know what I'm saying? Right. You, but you don't not work for somebody else. You work up until you can get to that position mm-hmm. and then start venturing into your own, you know, whatever you want to do in your own life. And I just took a gamble on myself and decided, hey, I wanted to live the way I wanted to live. So I think the 10-year-old me would be proud right now. Be your own boss. Yeah, trying to yeah, be your own boss, man. Yeah, Being it. satisfied with what you got, you know. Pretty much, that's, that's me. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Five year yeah. plan? Thought about one? Uh, believe in and I'm, I'm I'm big on five year plans. Exactly. You know what I mean, I'm I'm actually starting a whole new five year plan. You know, at, at least uh, I th- I, ten years ago, I made my first five year plan. I think it was, and that was when I decided I didn't want to work. You know, for anybody else other than myself. Uh, actually, at that time, I was. Uh, recycle Baylor. I was digging in somebody else's garbage at the time. Mm. And at, at that time, I had already imagined, you know, I said, look, I, done, I was almost in the NFL, you know, went to college, played football and everything. Those were my big dreams back then. But I knew I had more in myself than to be digging in somebody else's right. garbage. I said, well, this, is, ain't, this ain't it. So I decided from there I would – Pick up cosmetology and start cutting hair, doing hair, whatever. You know, a lot of men won't sit out there. Real men, you know what I'm saying? Cosmetologists. But, hey, it's all business. Right. It's all business. Right. Jump out there and start doing something for myself, man, and just start trying to keep the wheels turning, man. Raise these kids and try to be the best father I can be. Amen to that. Amen to that. Now, I want to talk more about your football Okay, okay. Because that's right, everybody. I know he got a golden voice. He can give the real tight skin type phase. He can do it all. Well, my man was a beast out there. Talk about that a little bit. What hey. position? Well, high school, I was quarterback. Defenses, I was cornerback. Uh, I went to Lambeth University, played three years there. Couldn't stay in, man. I was too focused on music and Trying to do music on the side and play football, I just wasn't focused on the education part. Mm. And uh, before I knew it, I did, you know, at the time I was just playing, I was having fun. You know, I really didn't see myself. I wanted to go to the NFL, but I didn't think that reality was, you know, just uh, reachable, especially going to a small school in Jackson and stuff like that. So, you know, before I knew it, I had friends pulling me to the side. I'm like, yo, man, you know, actually got New York Giants. They come to look at, you know, my partner, but they saw you and they asked them questions about you. So, you know, they were telling me then, you might need to get your shit together, man, you know what I'm saying? So at the time, I was, you know, heads in the cloud. I had a two-year-old little girl at the time. My mind was everywhere, trying to make money, still trying to live the dream of music and stuff like that. I just had a whole lot of distractions and stuff like that. And uh, what really... uh, Got to me was the last year I was with Lambeth. I was ineligible at the time, and Ron, my partner Ron Dixon, shout out to Ron Dixon. He 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 uh, gave me an opportunity to try out with him, you know. And I worked him out at the tryouts, and we had a few NFL teams out there, you know. They pretty much filled my head up at the time, like, "Where you gonna be at draft day?" I'm like, "By the phone, if you gonna call, right. you know." So. And, you know, it just opportunity that slipped through my hand because I feel like the head coach over there at the time wanted me to come back to school to try to 
build my love, you know, my, my uh, Your resume, resume you know, back uh-huh. up a little bit more, man. And at the time, I was like, yeah, I need money. You know what I mean? Right. So I would just get out there on the grind, start, you know, joking and jiving. You know, that's when I met my, you know, our homeboy bird and Hell everything. Yeah. So you already know what, you know, we got with to get a grip. And start clicking up, you know, so. Get a grip. Speaking about that, last time I saw you, did you ever find a copy of that CD? Man, I got copies of songs here and there, but I do actually have friends that got that in their playlist, man. Wow. I'm begging them for a copy. (laughs) (laughs) You feel me, bro? I'm begging them for a copy, man. So, hey, I appreciate that, though. That's the love. I'm, I'm glad they holding on to it like gold. Right. So, you got family. You got uh, the barbershop. You got music now. You're doing, you got your hands in everything. When will Spade know that he's made it? When uh, that you made it? I said I made it five years ago, man. Because what, I think that's all in. But they say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I think life is it is what you what you make it. Uh I feel like I have made it. I feel like when I was when I was 15 I didn't see myself reaching 24. Here mm-hmm. I am finna turn 45. Mm-hmm. Bro, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I made it. I got people surrounded surrounding me with love, so you know, it's our respect that is. So I feel like I made it, man. I got a woman to treat me like a king. Got kids to treat me like, you know, the king, and I treat them like queens. And I really feel like I done made it, bro. So you know, I take life easy, bro. Only when you said that, Fred, I started thinking about that old Kanye joint. Jokes on you, we still alive. Man, you said. <laughs> for real, you bro. Think we was gonna make it past twenty five. Man, <laughs> that's real though. You, still that's, alive. That's real, bro. It so talk a little bit about the family. What does the family think about like about your career? Man, they accept it really, man, because I I've uh, I sacrificed a lot of it just just to focus on them. You know, I re- I seen early, especially when I had my my, my last girl. I had, I started having to realize that they got dreams too. So I started sitting back and started raising and. Start trying to see what it was that they they were interested in, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Of course, most of it is just trying to make us proud. And I see how my 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 young one just put picked up my my drawing skills and just took off with it. So really, mm-hmm. I just sit back and raising them, trying to make sure that they educated and you know fed well, you know parent well. Make sure I can I can invest in their dreams. You know what I'm saying? Not to say my mom didn't invest in mine, but uh, you know, but that's but she was the only the only one there. She mm-hmm. had to do it all for all of us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now I got kids that they really got both sides. They really got a foundation. So, my thing is to focus in on their dreams. But they see daddy doing their music and stuff like that, and they like to see it. And they know it's just you know ain't too much of a but a hobby right now, but. They're all what, girls, right? Yeah, they all girls. All they girls. Girl. Yeah, but, you know, most of the time i just been doing it for a hobby. And now and then I put something out here and there. But, you know, i just been focused on them for the most part, man. I just wanted to uh, 
keep the music, uh, using the music to keep me sane, pretty much, mm-hmm. man. Keep me away from all the other distractions and stuff. Right. Yeah. I know you said you got a drawer. Yeah, yeah. You got a rapper or a musician out of the three? Somebody that's trying to maybe sing? You'd be surprised, man. I don't want to sing or no. rap. I don't want to do none of that. And I'm I'm happy. I'm glad. You don't want them in this industry. Man, I don't want to do none of that. My oldest girl, she's 27 now. You know, I got into sports when she was young, but, you know, I seen her drive. She still like to go and hoop and stuff like that, so... So you do you know, have one athlete. Yeah, I got one you got athlete. One athlete. I got she took the athletic side out of me and then my youngest, she took the drawing side out of me. Okay. Yep. And then my, my, my middle child, she got the hustle side of me. She just she just my my my, my ride or die chick. That's it. Yeah, my ride or die. And this is your youngest, right? Or your middle That's my middle child. Middle? Okay. Yeah. That's a child like um, when I met my wife. She, that's my stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. So she I, she was like 10 when we, when we first met. So mm-hmm. here I am taking her back to school. We were riding out of school, bumping Gucci, man, bricks. <laughs> and that, that was her favorite moments, you know what I'm saying, growing up. Does she know all the parts? <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> all hey, white bricks. Don't you like light kids? Whenever it's the, if it's the edited version. But they know the cuss words too. Oh, but you know, I don't, sometimes I don't have them from quiet. my kid. I'm, you know, some some people might do, but I don't have them from my kid. I let them get the most raw, rawest version because it's a doggy dog world. Amen. Yes, it is. Now, if you could do it all over, let's just do a rewind. All right, all over again. Mm-hmm. Talking about college, we know about your football career, your music career, barbershop. If you could just do it all over again. Mm-hmm. Would you do it, and why? Nah, I wouldn't do it, man. Because you know, uh, I feel like we at an early age, man. We were sold false realities, false dreams. You know what I'm saying? We were reaching and looking for pink unicorns and shit like that, man. <laughs> you know, because nowadays. You got young kids, man, they looking at this shit as a, a, a real occupation. They don't want to be engineers. They don't want to be mm. architects. They don't want to be historians. They don't want to be mathematicians. They want to be rappers. You know what I'm saying? And mm. I think that's fucked up, to be honest. And I got caught into the whirlwind, my too, because we, we seen fools go. And actually, I knew I had the skills to be an engineer or something like that. I knew I could be, you know, if I wanted to achieve that. But I started chasing fools go, you know what I mean? So I feel like coming out of high school, I would have most definitely went left. Wouldn't have went to college at all because it just put the whole black community in debt. But, you know, we all go to college and got all type of degrees and, and not even using them. So... I feel like I should have just got right out of made my first decision was leave high school, graduate out of high school, go to a trade, and I'd probably be doing much better off right now. So, so in other words, it's definitely good to have that backup plan. Yeah, most definitely it's important to have the backup plan right. first. Cause I talk first. to a lot of people that say, oh, this is what I'm doing. I'm just focused with this. Yeah, they just focus on that. And that's that. Not trying to broaden and learn, like you said, something – Different. I know we here in Cousin Yellow Studio hits major right now. 
Mm-hmm. He's a jack of trade of all different things. Of course, he could just be on the mic. We look at all this stuff right here, which I don't know a darn thing about. I'm not, buttons yeah, and monitors. Yeah, I don't definitely, I definitely don't regret so, this journey right. because, you know, what I'm saying once again, I say life is what you make it. Mm-hmm. Even after I've, all the failure, you know, what I'm saying we still got a lot of, of of wins out of it. You know what I mean? We still got people, well recognized artists around here. You know, we all work with each other. You know, at least once or twice. And, you know, it's still bubbling. You know, still, people still talking about Myron Son of Bennett, a spade, still to the day on some stuff we did 15, 20 years ago. So I guess what, whatever we did back then, it, it moved something. So mm-hmm. we still bubbling, man. I'm still motivating my guys and, and, and trying to let them motivate me and to keep coming up with good music, man, good sound, because... We know how to turn a lot of stuff around, man. We can just make the music we want to hear, and, and, and I'm pretty sure everybody else will gravitate to it. Right. What's your take on the Internet and with the music mm-hmm. industry right now? I think it's a blessing and a curse, you know. Uh, and, of course, I, I, I do think it was uh, a, a plan to stop what we have learned, you know, because I think Master P kind of changed the whole game when he came out and, you know, he made so much money independently. And nowadays we, you have to give your, your music away just to, you know what I'm saying, just to make some overhead. But the internet, uh, yeah, I think it's a blessing and a curse. At the beginning, you know, it was a way for an artist to reach millions of people in, in, in less time. But I think back in the day when we were doing it independently after Trump, you had more value to it. You actually had some that were worth. You had actually mm-hmm. had a hard copy where you can look at the the whole uh, auto work. I mean, uh, graphics and stuff like that. Read all the credits and stuff like that. Now you just stream. You know, people can steal your music all day long and stuff like that. Back in the day, you know, you had to ride to Memphis to get the best music, the best mixtapes and stuff like that, to get an actual hard copy. And it was actually some somebody could steal from you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. Out of your car and that there you go, you lost twenty dollars. You had to go get you another copy. It wasn't unless you just, you know, had a tape deck where you can just, you know, re re record the you know, the copies or something like that. But it was actual physical utensil that you could hold. But now the internet just you know, everything is digital now, and you could just steal, copy, paste, run away with it. Now the art, artists are suffering now because, you know, majorly because they if they're not doing shows, they're not making any money. So it's crazy. You have to give away your life just to get some promotion that day. So mm. I ain't the, with all that. Right. Because yeah. you're putting in the work. You're I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're putting in the work, man. Like you, you putting in the work, you know. Most of the time, like like Master P, they were trying to rob him. I think about what thirty million dollars for something that they didn't do. Mm-hmm. He actually hit the street. He actually went, did the deals with the with the uh, record stores and stuff like that. So it's just another way for for them to swing a billions of dollars away from you, and right. they, you know, make sure that they can always keep a strong hold on the game. Would it be anything you would change? If you was in charge of the whole thing right now, what would you change? 
Ooh, I don't think I'm smart enough to do it, man. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm smart it. enough to do because that was, I think that was genius right there. But, you know, they found a way for us to bite down into it. And now it's just, it's just, you know, now it's so saturated. It's so many, you know, it's so many artists out there that's, that's doing music now. Now that you got to do something outrageous just to get attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think a lot of people crazy. This you got some people out there willing to go to jail just for a little bit of, you know, news credit, you right. know, just to draw attention to an album sale. I think that's ridiculous, man. And we need to find a way to just. I think the kids call it a uh, clout. You need to have yeah, yeah, clout. Clout, need, yeah, clout, clout chasing. You got clout chasing. That's the word. You yeah. gotta. Yeah, yeah. So, Did we have clout chasers back in our generation? I don't. I can't remember that. I don't right. think nobody really wanted to go to jail. Right. Nobody was trying to get shot. Man, like, nobody's <laughs> trying to get shot. And I think that's what made it an easy transition for me because I I want to promote love. You know what I'm saying? And, and they they found a way to market hate. So if we just you know we doing good music now and every now and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure I put some type of love in there, whether it's family, you know. Anything you just make sure we pushing the, the the love issue, man. Because I think our music is very, very e- electric, and and people take on to a lot of stuff. They, I don't know what it is psychologically. They feel like they become part of the music, and when you got got music that that this, you know, their agenda is to promote you know, criminal activities and all type of drug use and stuff like that is exactly what we're going to get. So, you know, we just have to set, you know, lead by example if if we can. So. Any artists out there that you, and I'm going off script, mm-hmm. any artists out there that you think of today's music, maybe they go by that code? Of uh, which one, the industry code? Yeah, or? Uh-huh. No, just the what you just said about they're not – Cloud chasers, what we're talking about. Any, any of today's artists that you can actually. Man, I, I actually, I mean, it's only a few of them, but I love Nas. Word up, Nas. I love J. Cole. I love uh, 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 Kendrick Lamar. And you know, one thing about those artists is you don't see a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they ain't on your, on your thread all the time. They ain't cloud chasing. When they still got meaningful lyrics, meaningful music. That's that's still trying to reach down because I do feel like even with Harriet Tubman, our music is it, it really powerful because Harriet Tubman they use the whole uh, uh, Negro spiritual mm-hmm. in the messages that was you know what I'm saying codes to let you know something. Mm-hmm. That's what hip hop was based off of. Now you know the codes is basically pop a pill, rob a nigga. Take his chain, you know. I'm dripping, you know. We we sending the wrong messages to our kids, so. I just found out that's how old I am, right? Not the whole dripping. <laughs> I was still saying bling. I was like, saying, hey, in like, my day, if you were dripping, we're gonna tell you to get to the health department. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. You dripping, like you bleeding, like what? Like, <laughs> For real? Yeah, no. But that, so see, so a lot of it's changed. Like the other word, what is it? Cap. Hey, we used to say the word. You remember psych? Yeah. That, like, no, nah, man, I'm just playing. I'm just, I was like, Cap, what? Cap, Cap, what? Yeah, Cap, it's just Cap. You know, like, everything has changed. Everything yeah. has changed. Everything has changed. Hey, so what I really want to do right now, 
I want to go ahead and go into this song, my friend. Man, let's do that. And I got a couple of more little quick hitters for you know for everybody. But I'm about to get everything set up right now. We're going to listen to – now, with this song, and I believe Yellow was telling me about this, but you're the first – you're getting – Radio play and uh, like you know and stuff yeah. like that out there in Mississippi and shout out to Yellow man you got it down there man below yeah yeah below down there bumping it in Mississippi man right where it belong man we gonna get it boiling man get it boiling and we hopefully you know what I'm saying get to the heights to it man get to the peak and when you hear it it does take you back yeah. it takes me back to back in the day I remember Memphis and May oh, out there yeah. my mom and you hearing oh it's just Mm. Yeah. It's almost like I, I didn't even know the boy was white. What's that Tennessee whiskey <laughs> oh, song? Oh man! I was just, and everybody's just like, yeah, that no, but that song, yeah, it just it takes you to it that takes mood. you to a place. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, and it's a happy place. Yeah, that's what that's that that's, whole intention. And this is where we just need to get back. So without further ado, everybody, I'm about to go ahead and get this thing all set up right now. Now. I'm going to have you introduce your own shit. Word, word. All right. All right. This is Myron Vincent, a.k.a. Son of Any the Ace of Spade, with Good and Sweet, produced by His Major. His Major. His Major. So what was the motivation for one for that thing? And okay, this goes back to our very first question about your creativity. Right. So how did it all come come together with this, with the beat? We you know we got well, man, you yellow be in the building, but yes, how did that all come about? 
Well, Yellow, like I said, the track was already, they did just got through working with it, I think, and they introduced it to me. And I think, shoot, I slick, came in and was vibing, and you know what I'm saying? It was pretty much ready to work from there. And I was like, shoot, I actually started singing something crazy, good and sweet, or something, you know what I'm saying? She ain't got to have that warm, no, no. As long as it's good and sweet. Mm-hmm. And we all got the laughing and stuff like that, right. man. We're like, man, that's it, bro. That's it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's it, man. You know, I'm a jokester anyway, man. And I just like to collaborate with my guy, man. We just got on it. I got to write some lyrics for it, man. And we had fun with it. And the rest, what they say, well, is history. history. Yep. <laughs> it's history. Where do you see good and sweet going? And now this is just a single, right? This is just a single. Yeah, it's a single, man. Now, with that question, mm-hmm. non-scripted, is the album going to be that way? Are you bringing back blues? Man, I think I really want to, man. I mean, uh, just me, just just my lifestyle right now, man. Like I said, I'm getting older, bro. And, you know, I never seen myself as a, as a blues guy, man. But like I said, I, was going, I grew up in the choir and, you know, I'm not too much of a church-going guy now, but, you know, I still feel soul. I, you know, and I think that's what a lot of music is missing right now is the soul. It's easy to ride the beat, but if it ain't got the soul, it's just hard to connect with it spiritually. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, you know, that's where I'm at right now. Like I said, a father and a husband and stuff like that, man. I just, you know, try to keep my soul intact pretty much. Oh. Well, you definitely got it intact. You, being you, but that song is on point. Man, appreciate it, man. That man, song is on it. point. Thanks to Yellow Boy and Hit Majors, man. They, they doing the works, bro. That that ingenious, because you're so right. We're now in a time that we don't really hear that. And if anything, not to sound like the old cliche, what the world needs now. Yeah. I mean, is well, love, sweet love. If anything, this is what we just need something. Mm-hmm. A little bit more uplifting. I don't want to see what you drive. I don't want to see how many chicks you got. I don't want. I'll, yeah, that was me and Yellow was talking about yesterday, yeah. man. Hell, whether they lowered a lot, a lot of their favorite rappers is riding around listening to blues. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. So hey, it's pretty much where it is. What do you think they listening to when they want to just you know chill out, man? You right. know you can't be amped up all the time, right? You, know, you can't walk around with that energy all the time. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to reflect sometime. Amen to that. I'm going to throw some quick hitters at you. Okay. And just tell me what you actually think. Okay, just give me an answer. All right. Big Ace of Spades, Big Myron, son of it. Yo, you know what? You had a superpower, bro. If you had one superpower, if you know what, the man upstairs just blessed you with, like, you know what? I'm about to bless him with a superpower. What would that superpower be and why? Invisibility. Okay, so you just want to be invisible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if it's like the movies, you got to walk around naked all the time because you're invisible. But it's all good. As long as I'm invisible. What if you as long get as I can get around and change my credit score, as long as I can get in the bank vault, <laughs> I'm good. As long as I can fuck Wonder Woman without her knowing it, I'm good. <laughs> I got another one. How about this one? After this interview, right? You walk right out the studio door. Yeah. You see a lottery ticket. Word. 
Yell at my fight you for it because it, it, it depends <laughs> on whose side of the building is on. It's a $10 million mm-hmm. winning numbers. Boom, 10 mil. All right. What, what would you do with that? Put it in my pocket. And that's Ready 10 cash mil. Cash it in. You cash it in. Anything yeah. that you, you know what I'm it's saying? It's a lottery ticket. It's a lottery ticket. It's a winning that you got. Boom. It's pretty much money. On the, uh, all you got to do is turn it in. You ever heard of Finest Keepers? Yeah. Yeah, that's me, it's, man. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna look for the rightful owner, man. I was born broke, man. Right? My people were raised on farm, nigga. Raised by a cotton picker. Cotton pickers? Serious? Yeah, 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 nigga. My mama hand picked cotton. My sister them picked cotton. They picked. Dang. I mean, now, now you from Hardeman County, right? Yes, sir. Uh, any hard oh, man. Anything uh, you remember about that? Would you oh, like to man. share while I'm just wasting time while we get this music? Oh, it was Hardeman County, man. We came up rough. We came out. We, we was the outcasts. Everywhere we went, man, they called us crazy. You know, they didn't want to associate with Bolivar until we started spreading out. We started taking everybody gal, man. And all our kids was Jacksonians and Humboldt onions and Brownville onions. <laughs> nope, I found out they're called Brownville. <laughs> I have an aunt. She said they're called Brownvillians. Brownvillians. So y'all, so this is y'all was be Bolivarian, Bolivians, No, that's a country. That's a shit. Bolivians, man. Spade, would you rather have somebody tell you the truth? Rather than hurting your feelings. Yeah, I'd much rather for you to tell me true. I can take on, you know, criticism. You can take it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it, man. It just makes me better. Yeah, That's good. If you can correct me where I'm wrong or correct me where I don't see my own flaws, that, you know what I'm saying, how can I grow? Right. You know what I mean? I just hope everybody else can be that way. Amen to that. You guys heard it here first. Well, I preach this shit all the time. It's just pretty much the golden rule. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. You know, let's just go ahead. Look, you said that shit. No cap. No cap. (laughs) Yeah, I said it too. No cap. No cap. All right. On a serious note, about to end this out. I know you're busy and everything, and I really do appreciate your time. Appreciate Uh, Share with myself Mm -hmm. and others right now. On your views, because I just know, looking at your uh, videos of stuff that's going on and stuff like that, mm-hmm. about Black Lives Matter. What's your what's your view of Black Lives Matter right now? You know, I, I, I hate you ask me that question, but since you asked me, I must give you my honest thoughts, bro. Please, please do. I think this is, uh, once again, a distraction for the black community to keep us off the real subject matters. I think Black Lives Matters was heavily invested by people that have no interest in black lives. And I think they really just playing us for dummies and playing on our intelligence like they've been doing for thousands of years. Uh, I hear people uh, say talk about so much of the importance of voting, and I think we've been voting for more than, more than 60, 70 years now, and we still stuck in the mud. We might not be neck deep in it no more, but we still waist deep. 
Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think once again, uh, they plan us. It's, it's election year, and it seems like it's the only time that they really, you know, care or, or act like they care about what's going on in the black community. But once the, the votes is tallied up, you know, they back to business as usual. And I see all the money in the black community going to foreigners. So, you know, if we really want to talk about black lives matter, then they start getting all the resources to the black lives. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we should be the main ones that's running grocery stores, running um, um, gas stations and everything that's in our community. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I do. I, I say this to any city in, in America, take the red tapes off the black community. When I say take the t- red tapes off the black community, that means, you know, they got red tapes on every black community in America, meaning they don't want nobody to invest money inside the red tape. So, you know, when you really want to talk politics, you know, you know, we, we can talk straight up, but don't throw slogans in front of us. So, you know, and start marketing it like it's Coca-Cola mm-hmm. and, and we supposed to, you know, jump on that. You know, everybody don't think the same. So That's been my argument, too. I think it's... uh I hate when people say it's a campaign. It's a it's a rally. No, it's, black lives have always mattered since right the beginning of time. Right, me, but uh, right. I'm tired of us, you know, rallying and fighting for stuff that always slip into the, somebody else's hand. Mm-hmm. That, that's just all I'm saying. We can't ever have our own. I know what you're talking right. about. I'm like I'm right there with you. Yeah. Our own man, expade. It has been an honor. Don't let this, please don't let this be the last. Man, it will Because I'm here now. Hey, okay. whenever you want to do this, yeah, man, let's do this, Don't let this bro. be the last, man. man. You know? My God. Hey, appreciate <laughs> your big time. Yo. I'm your man, A-Train. You have been listening to What the Grit, the who, the what, the where of urban culture. I'm your host, A-Train. Again, I'd like to give a special shout out to a guest, Big Spade, Myron V, son of Benny. You know what? You guys know who he is. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Hits Major, of course, always big shout outs. Yella, did it again. On that note, uh, make sure to check us out on all uh, streaming platforms. Uh, of course, Spotify, Anchor Music, as well as iTunes. Peace. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a four-letter word. And begins with the letter F. It's It's free. free, free. free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money. I mean money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.